1: what's up friends jb barry here at fantasy coach jb over on twitter back with the dfs flash podcast every week you know i'm over here at aaron torres media giving you this weekly guide to help you build out your winning dfs lineup over on DraftKings. the dfs flash is a quick show it's only about 15 to 20 minutes of your time and i lay out some of my favorite options to target at each position for the sunday dfs main slate I go position by position, giving you my favorite pay up, pay down, and dart throw option at each position to help you build out your winning DFS lineup. Every week, I put in my own lineup on DraftKings using players I talk about right here on this show, and what we look for is at least a minimum two and a half times return on investment from our DFS players to double up in our cash games. Hopefully by this time in the season, you've built up a nice bankroll with me using the players from the DFS Flash. I know last week was a monster week, so I hope you were here with me let's keep winning in week 14 let's build that lineup and let's make some money at quarterback this week my pay up option is dak prescott at 6700 6700 is the lowest price we've seen Dak since week four now he struggled a bit last week going 26 for 40 for only 238 yards he had one touchdown and one interception he only scored about 12 fantasy points But that was against the New Orleans defense that's much better than the Washington defense he gets to face this week. Washington's defense has allowed the most passing touchdowns this season, and they've allowed over 260 passing yards per game. Now, Washington's riding a four-game winning streak, but Prescott and this Dallas team will want to go out there and show them that they're the class of this NFC East. The Dallas run game has played well, but they're banged up. Zeke's still dealing with a nagging injury. We just found out Tony Pollard's got an injury, and Prescott still does plenty of damage in the air, even when the run game is working. Now, besides last week where he only threw one touchdown, Prescott has thrown multiple touchdown passes in every game but two this season. Dak also has his wide receiver group back and healthy. This is the first time all year all three of those guys will be out there for a full game, hopefully. Amari Cooper came back last week, and he connected with Prescott on a long pass in the first half, but his reps were capped, and he didn't play a full complement of snaps. This week, he should be good to go. Dak's going to have Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup all healthy and out there to catch passes from him. With arguably the best wide receiver trio in football at his disposal, it's hard to imagine Dak not having a solid game with this matchup. At a $6,700 salary, a two and a half times return on investment would be less than 17 points. I think Dak throws for multiple touchdowns once again, and he gets over 20, which is going to get us a three times return on our investment. My pay down option at quarterback is Taysom Hill at 5,600. That's a cheap price. Now, Prescott's opponent last week was Taysom Hill in New Orleans, and the Dallas defense intercepted Taysom four times in his first game of the season as the starting quarterback. Now he was playing from behind in the second half and he was forcing passes that he probably shouldn't have been making. And he also injured his finger early in the game, which didn't help his already poor passing. But here's the thing with Taysom Hill. We don't like him for his passing ability anyway. Even with the finger injury and his four interceptions, he'll still put up over 27 fantasy points last week. Thanks in part to his 11 runs for 101 yards. With those rushing yards, Hill did throw two passing touchdowns, and it could have actually been three if he didn't underthrow Traquan Smith on a pass that looked like it could have been a 25-yard touchdown. This week, he gets a matchup against a much worse New York offense, uh, defense who's equally bad against the pass as they are against the run. Alvin Kamara looks like he's going to be back this week, and that's going to give the defense someone else to focus on, which could open things up for Hill on the option plays if the defense starts to lean towards stopping Kamara. As bad as he may be as a real-life quarterback, Taysom Hill's good for fantasy football. At $5,600, we only need 14 points to get to the two-and-a-half-times return. And to get to a three-times return, he needs less than 17. With over 27 points last week in a game where he threw four picks, it's certainly feasible to see him getting to 17 this week with the rushing upside that he brings. My dart throw at quarterback? It's going to be Trevor Lawrence at 5,100. Now, with the values I see in using Prescott or Hill this week, I don't really see a reason to pay all the way down at quarterback, but if you want to throw a dart, you could throw in at Trevor Lawrence. Trevor hasn't been great, but he has a plus matchup this week against the Tennessee defense that has struggled in the secondary this year. Tennessee has a defense that ranks 26th against the pass, and they allow over 250 yards per game. We saw Trevor making some connections last week with his backup receivers, but it was a really tough matchup against LA. So it wasn't surprising that he wasn't able to get much done the previous week though, against the shaky Atlanta defense, Lawrence did manage to put up 18 fantasy points. I think the matchup against Tennessee is going to be much more like the Atlanta matchup than the LA matchup was at only 5,100, just getting the 13 points is going to get us over the two and a half times return on investment. And a three times return would be just over 15 points. It's not a choice I'd feel great about in my lineups, but the matchup makes Trevor a decent dart throw option. At running back this week, my pay up option is going to be Alvin Kamara at 7,900. Kamara's back. He's well rested and he looks to be healthy. As of Wednesday's practice, he didn't even have an injury designation as he practiced in full. He's missed four straight games and he should be well rested to carry the workload for New Orleans this week. And it's important that he does that since his complement in the backfield, Mark Ingram, was placed on the COVID list with a positive test this week. And so is his backup, Ty Montgomery. In the eight games Kamaris played, he's averaged over 100 yards per game from scrimmage. And he also averages 20 and a half fantasy points per game to go with his seven touchdowns in eight games. The concern that everyone's going to have is now that his quarterback is Taysom Hill, not Jameis Winston or Trevor Simeon. We know last season when Taysom started at quarterback, it had a negative effect on Alvin Kamara. Hill wasn't getting Kamara involved in the passing game, and that's a staple of what makes Kamara so productive. I'm sure that Sean Payton is smart enough to have worked on that with Taysom, and there's going to be an emphasis on getting the ball in the hands of the best player on the team. Having Taysom at quarterback may benefit Kamara as a runner. Taysom's known for his rushing ability, so just like I said with Taysom, it could actually force defensive players who would usually focus on stopping Kamara to keep an eye on Taysom. So that could go either way. And that little hesitation could be all that Kamara needs to break free for some big runs. There's always the fear that Taysom vultures a touchdown from Kamara by keeping it for himself. But this game against the miserable New York defense should allow for plenty to go around for both of them. A two and a half times return on investment is just under 20 points. And without Ingram to cut into the workload, and in a matchup against the defense that has allowed the most rushing touchdowns this season, I think Kamara finds the end zone at least once, and he gets us there. My paydown option at running back is Antonio Gibson at 6000 I said it in the same section last week, and I'll say it again this week. This price for Gibson is still too low. I used Gibson as my paydown option last week. I put him in all my lineups, and I even told you all that he was my play of the week, and he delivered with the 22-point fantasy performance, which got us nearly a four-times return on our investment. I don't normally double down like this, but like Drew Carey says, the price is right. Coming off back-to-back solid performances, Gibson's getting the workhorse workload. Say that five times fast. And we love that. Last week, he had 23 carries for 88 yards, and he added five receptions to that as well. The week before, he ran 29 times for 111 yards, and he caught seven passes for another 35 yards in that game. Gibson has over 21 fantasy points in three of his last four games. J.D. McKissick may also still be out in this game as he has yet to clear the league's concussion protocol. He just started doing some side work and practice on Wednesday. He practiced a little bit on Thursday, but he still has not been cleared for contact. So it's unclear if he'll be able to be back for this week's game or not. Now McKissick's the passing down back. He's even stolen some red zone touchdowns from Gibson. But Gibson gets to be a true workhorse at a ridiculously low price. And even if McKissick does play, Gibson's still likely to get 20-plus touches in a big game for Washington. Dallas is pretty good against the run, but they're not world beaters. This is a perfect opportunity to stack Dak if you use him as your quarterback, put him with one of his wide receivers, maybe a tight end, and run it back with a well-priced Gibson in your lineup. At only $6,000, an 18-point game from him, is going to get us a three-times return on our investment. And like I said, Gibson has scored over 21 in three of his past four games. With the volume he's getting, he should certainly be able to do it again. My dart throw at running back is going to be on Ty Johnson at 4400 This is the definition of a dart throw because nothing I've seen the past few weeks gives me any confidence in putting Ty Johnson in my lineup. There's a lot of mid-tier running backs I like this week, so that's likely where I'm going to live when building. But the price tag and potential opportunity to get some value for Johnson is why we're talking about him here. A lot of people thought he'd capitalize on Michael Carter being on the IR, but Johnson hasn't been the one to get the opportunities. He's been outtouched by Tevin Coleman 32-9 to nine over the past couple of weeks, and he hasn't done anything with his touches. Well, Coleman landed himself in the concussion protocol this week, and he hasn't practiced at all leading into Friday. So there's a good chance he misses this game. The first week without Carter, it was actually Austin Walter, who nobody ever heard of, who scored the rushing touchdown. And it could be Walter again in a rushing role, but without Carter and Coleman, there's going to be work to be had by Ty Johnson. In a game we expect New York to be trailing, there's going to be a need to throw, and I believe that Johnson's going to fill that pass-catching back role. He's had games with seven and eight targets and this week with the lack of other options, we could see that again. This could be an opportunity to stack Taysom with Kamara, maybe one of his pass catches and run it back here with Ty Johnson. Johnson could be a decent dart throw option with the expected role this week at this salary and only $4,400 at two and a half times return on investment would only be 11 points. And Johnson has gotten to that number four times this season. Now, before we get into wide receivers, Football is rolling, and our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook have an incredible offer for all you football fans. New users bet $1, just $1 on any game, and if your team scores one point, you get $100 in free bets. Yeah, you heard that right. $1, one game, $100 in free bets. Here's what you do. Click the link in the show description and sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook and make your first deposit. Make a $1 bet on any team, And if your team scores one point, you get an automatic $100 thanks to our friends at DraftKings. It's an awesome offer. So act now. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. one 800 522 4700 in Colorado, 1 800 bets off in Iowa, 1 888 532 3500 in Virginia, 1 800 next step in Arizona, or call or text Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee. 21 and over, 18 and over in Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit, minimum $1 wager. Eligibility restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Let's get over to wide receiver. At wide receiver this week, my payup option is going to be Jamar Chase at 6,900. I debated on this one, and I really want to use CD Lamb here at 7,200, but the value on Amari Cooper at $1,300 less is drawing me to him. So I can't use both here. Tyreek Hill is super expensive. And Diggs is a good option, but I think Tampa's secondary is getting healthier and they aren't as bad as people think you could pay up for Diggs, but I think we get a good value at our pay up option this week with Jamar Chase. Chase has a salary under 7,000 for the first time since his week seven blow up game. And it's because he's been fairly quiet over the past few games. T Higgins has stepped up. And I believe a big part of that is defenses is keying in on Chase. San Fran's been giving up a lot of points to wide receivers lately, and Chase should be able to take advantage of this matchup. Even if Higgins is productive, I think they both can be productive. Chase almost had a touchdown last week, but he dropped it in the end zone. And I'm sure Joe Burrow wants to get his buddy back on track. And in this matchup, I think it happens. Burrow looked his way eight times last week, and I believe they connect for a touchdown this week once again. This should be a high-scoring game, and Chase is going to be a part of that. A two and a half times return on investment for Chase is just about 17 fantasy points. And with the touchdown and some increased targets, Chase should get over that number My pay down option. I just said it Amari Cooper at 5,900. The value we're getting on Cooper this week is too good to pass up, especially if you use Dak at quarterback. It's a great pairing. After he missed some time with COVID Cooper came back last week, but his role was limited since he was still dealing with some symptoms. Last week, he only played 34% of the snaps, but he caught both of his targets for 41 yards. With some extra time to get healthy after a Thursday game last week, Cooper should be ready to ramp back up in this game in a juicy matchup. Washington has the 30th ranked pass defense and gives up a ton of points through the air. With all three Dallas receivers healthy and playing together for a full game for the first time this season, Washington won't know what to do to stop them. I think there's enough meat on the bone to support all the weapons, and at this price, we know Cooper can pay off for us. Cooper has had blow-up games already this season, and he has games with 29 and 41 fantasy points. At a $5,900 salary, he needs less than 18 to get a three-times return on investment and less than 15 for a two-and-a-half-times return. As long as he's out there playing a full complement of snaps, Cooper's going to absolutely return us value this week. My dart throw wide receiver this week is Donovan Peoples-Jones at 3900 Diving deep for this dart, though, I actually like Donovan Peoples-Jones quite a bit this week. The $3,900 price tag on DraftKings just makes me like him even more. Cleveland's passing game as a whole hasn't been very good lately, and part of that has been due to injuries. Baker Mayfield's been dealing with a few different injuries, and he hasn't looked good delivering the ball to his receivers. DPJ has also been dealing with a nagging groin injury himself, and that kept him out of a few games in the second half of the season. Their bye week couldn't have come at a better time last week, and it gave them time to get healthier and come out stronger this week. The matchup against Baltimore this week is what I love. It's a good one to try to get back on track. Baltimore is decimated in the secondary, and when they asked John Harbaugh last week what, what made him decide to go for two at the end of the game, he said he wanted to try to win the game there because he was out of healthy corners. Now, Jarvis Landry did damage against the secondary last time they played, and he certainly could do it again this week. But with the decimated secondary, I think DPJ could get it done as well. Not only is he the wide receiver, too, in this offense since Odell Beckham left, he's also the deep threat receiver. As long as Baker's healthy enough to get the ball downfield, I could see him connecting with Peoples-Jones for a long touchdown in this game, which is going to make him pay off as a nice start throw. Peoples-Jones has seen at least five targets in four of his last five games, so with targets headed his way and a solid matchup, DPJ will only need to get us 11.7 points to return us a three times return on this salary. At tight end this week, my payup is Mark Andrews at 5,900. Andrews is the fifth highest price tight end this week? <laughs> yes, please. I'll take it. Kelsey and Kidd look great, but to save at least a G by using Andrews, it seems like the smart play to me. We know Lamar Jackson has limited weapons in the passing game, but Andrews continues to be his rock. Andrews has seen at least eight targets in each of his last five games, and he's seen double-digit targets in three of those five. In fact, the last time Andrews played this Cleveland team, he had 10 targets, and he caught a touchdown. I probably won't be paying up at tight end, but even as a pay-up option, this is a bargain for a tight end that gets the kind of volume that Andrews does. A three times return on investment with his $5,900 salary is only 17.7, which Andrews could certainly get to if he finds the end zone. My pay down option at tight end, it'll be Dawson Knox at 5000 This Buffalo Tampa Bay game is one of the highest projected totals of the week. So there should be plenty of scoring in this one. And Knox is a man who scores. He has seven touchdowns on the season, and he gets a matchup against a Tampa team who isn't great at defending the tight end. Knox had an off week last week, but that game was different with the win playing a huge part in both teams' game plan. Even with the poor conditions, Buffalo did throw a little, and Knox saw six targets, even though he just didn't do much with them. Before the dud last week, Knox had back-to-back games with double-digit fantasy points, including a two-touchdown performance against New Orleans on Thanksgiving. Knox is one of Josh Allen's favorite red zone targets, and if he finds the end zone in this high-scoring matchup, He should be able to return value. We only need 12 and a half points for a two and a half times return and Knox has scored over that number five times this season. My dart throw though, is Jared Cook at 3,200. Los Angeles is dealing with some COVID issues this week with Keenan Allen testing positive and Mike Williams being placed on the COVID list as a close contact to Allen. While both guys have a chance of playing this week, I think it's highly unlikely that we see them both out there. Maybe we'll get one of them out there. What I like about Cook is that he lines up out wide quite a bit, so he should see more of that without Keenan Allen in the slot. Cook has lined up out wide over 300 snaps this season, and I expect to see him out there quite a bit more this week, especially if Allen misses this game. Cook has received at least four targets in six of his last seven games and seven of his last nine, including two games with seven targets. In that span, he caught three touchdowns, and he scored double-digit fantasy points four times. As a dart throw option at tight end, we're just looking for a guy who's going to have opportunities to score a touchdown, and Cook checks that box. At only $3,200 on DraftKings, we only need eight points for two-and-a-half times return on investment and less than 10 for a three-times return. Looks like I might be paying down at tight end this week. On defense this week, well, here's where I might pay up. But it's not that high. Kansas City at only 3300 Oddly enough, it's been the KC defense carrying them lately, not the high-powered Mahomes offense we're used to seeing. They have eight sacks and five interceptions in their last three games, and they have at least one interception in seven straight games. The KC defense has put up 17 and 15 points in their past two weeks, and they get Las Vegas this week, who's had a struggling offense for weeks now. Vegas has only scored over 16 points in one of their past five games. At 3,300, KC only needs to get to 10 points for more than three times return, and they've gotten to double digits in three of their last four games. My paydown option on defense is going to be Houston at $2,400. i will probably use KC at a fair price, but if you're bargain shopping for a defense, you could throw a dart on Houston at only 2400 Now, Houston doesn't have a very good defense, but they have shown flashes. This is a defense that put up 15 and 16 fantasy points a few weeks ago against Miami and Tennessee. Seattle looked good last week, but Russell Wilson has struggled a bit since coming back from the hand injury. Their running game we know isn't very good. And DK Metcalf's also banged up a little bit this week. I know it's a stinky option, but it's a cheap option that may at least get you some positive points at a bargain price if that's what you need. That's going to wrap it up for week 14, friends. I can't believe we're in week 14 already. Thanks for tuning into the DFS Flash Podcast here at Aaron Torres Media please make sure you hit that subscribe button over on Apple or Spotify so you're not missing out on any of these shows and you keep winning with us. Also, keep your eyes on AaronTorresOnline.com. That's where you can find all the podcasts and articles that myself and all my awesome teammates are putting out on a regular basis. We cover all the sports over there and we have some really good analysts. So make sure you check out AaronTorresOnline.com. You can follow me on Twitter at FantasyCoachJB. Hit me up with any DFS or season-long lineup questions that you might have. I love helping you win. I'll catch you all right back here for next week's episode. But before that, friends, I'll see you in the winner's circle.